Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Tonight on Ram Showcase, the Rams' injury luck runs thin, but it'll be okay. Plus, Hall of Fame nominees have been released. Will any Rams make it in? And later, it's Gumbo Week for the LA Rams. We preview the Saints-Rams game next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight, we've got a pretty awesome show for you guys. We're going to preview this Rams and Saints game. You know what that means. It is gumbo week for the Los Angeles Rams, and all I got to say is I think we ain't done yet. All right, this rivalry is growing with the Saints, which I think is really awesome. I think it's been a lot of fun. So we'll kind of talk about that. It is only week two, so we don't have too much to necessarily look back on for these two teams coming into this game. Uh, and then later, obviously, we'll get our Joe Stradamus pick in for this game, which is going to be a good one. That's all I can say right now. I'll tease you guys with, with that. Uh, other than that, we just got a little bit of news. And I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but I have... Uh, slowed down on my fan quesos. We are trying to rework that segment and try to make it a little bit more competitive and less questions. And I'm not doing that to uh, to kind of avoid anybody or anything like that. I just I want to get it a little bit more uh, more where the questions are important and not just not just what player do I think is cool because that player is Mark Barron and Josh Reynolds and Marcus Peters. I like those players a lot. Mark Barron not with the Rams anymore. Um, let's go ahead and hop right into the news, though. Uh, for starters here, we've got the Rams safety Eric Weddle is expected to play on Sunday, and that is per Rams head coach Sean McVay. He was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice. Uh, at the time of recording, the Thursday injury report for the Rams and the practice reports were not available so uh, unfortunately, I don't have those for you for the show just because I am recording at a time where those are not available to me. Uh, but if you guys remember last week, Eric Weddle, he was attempting to tackle Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey, got a knee to the dome piece, and it was very unfortunate seeing him go down so early in the Rams season, uh, especially him just being such a such a big part of the, the Rams defense and the scheme and everything. He is the green dot and if you guys know what that means, that means he's the one getting the calls in and he's the one responsible for getting everybody set and making sure that they know what they're doing on the defense. Last year, that was Corey Littleton. So luckily, when Eric Weddle went out, the Rams did have somebody that is comfortable doing that role. Uh, but Eric Weddle, if you guys watched it, there was a lot of blood, a lot of, a lot of blood and you know, for me, I, I mean, I work in the medical field, so blood doesn't really bother me. But holy moly, that was a lot of blood, and I didn't necessarily understand it. Uh, but he is in the concussion protocol. But like I said, everything is looking like he's going to be A-OK and be ready to play in this game against the Saints. Uh, next up on the news, we've got the 2020 Hall of Fame nominees have been released of the 100-plus. I don't know exactly how many there are. I think I saw that it was 131 Something like that, a uh, large number. But of that list, we do have some players that played for the Rams, which makes sense if you have that many players. 
Um, let's see here. So we've got a couple of the ones that have been here for a while, and it's unfortunate, man. We're, let's see if we can get these guys in this year, some of these guys at least, because we've got some some deserving players on this uh, the, the Rams list here that I think should get in. That list is wide receiver Isaac Bruce, wide receiver Torrey Holt, wide receiver Henry Ellard, defensive tackle Leroy Glover, defensive lineman Leslie O'Neill, punter Sean Landetta, and linebacker London Fletcher. So of course, I want to say I, I don't think any of these guys played their entire career with the Rams. I know that Isaac Bruce had that short stint with the the 49ers and I got to say that was that was hard to see. I did not like that one bit. And then uh Tory Holt with the Jags and Patriots. Uh Leroy Glover, he came over to the Rams late. Uh Leslie O'Neal, mainly famous from the Chargers. Sean Landetta, he punted at a lot of places and London Fletcher, of course, he had his time in Washington. Uh, as well. So, uh, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt, they've got, these guys have been like finalists and have not yet been able to get in. I didn't look at the full list and I guess that's kind of my fault. I should have looked at the whole list to see how, how I feel like their chances are of getting in. But, you know, we have some really good receivers that have been retiring and have been eligible for the Hall of Fame. And I think that that's really what's pushing Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt down that list a little bit. Isaac Bruce, though, uh, he originally, there was rumors, necess- well, I don't want to say they were rumors because it was told to people that Isaac Bruce was going to be the head coach of the, the St. Louis XFL team, which we now know is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, that didn't happen. That was kind of interesting. But Isaac Bruce does still live in that area. Uh, but, you know, these are some pretty strong names. Bruce, Holt, Ellard. Ellard, if you guys remember, I mean, some of you guys, I'm sure, remember when Henry Ellard was a Rams wide receiver. I, unfortunately, am a little too young to know all of that. But I do remember when Henry Ellard was the Rams wide receiver coach. And I knew who he was, but he was the Rams receiver coach. That's that's mainly how I personally know uh, no Henry Ellard's time with the Rams. Uh, Glover, I was a big fan of Glover when he came over, and then he started doing media stuff with the Rams afterwards. And then, of course, we all know London Fletcher. Uh, London Fletcher got a ring with the Rams, big time linebacker. So hopefully, at least one of these guys can get in. If I had to pick one that I would put in, it would definitely be Isaac Bruce. By the time at the time he retired, he had so like his numbers were way up. Uh, near the top of the list of of course those have kind of dwindled now uh, some of the other players that have kept playing at a really high level have kind of bumped Bruce down a little bit but I don't think there's any denying that Isaac Bruce should be in of course Isaac Bruce did play for the LA Rams uh, for a very short time and then he was the last remaining Los Angeles Ram on the St. Louis team so we don't have a one person that has been on this on the current Rams roster from St. Louis. It's it's plenty more than that. Uh, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald being two of those. So it's going to be some time until we are officially St. Louis lists on our roster. Uh, but yeah, well, let's see if we can get get Isaac Bruce in, and then Tory Holt also. Man, Tory Holt. You know, I was. I was a terrible receiver in high school when I played, but Torrey Holt was the reason that I wanted to play that position specifically. I just loved the way he, he ran those routes, and his hands still creep me out, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it, you know? Uh, let's see here. Next up, 
Uh, I want. I just want to ask you this question. Um, uh, can we please now just agree that Todd Gurley's fine and that he's doing okay? Uh, he was responsible for four of the Rams' ten biggest plays in Week One against the Panthers, including some really strong runs. And it's not just the numbers that I'm looking at. If you guys are watching these games, like I'm sure most of you are, if you guys are listening to Rams podcasts, I'm sure you guys are also catching the games. So I feel confident that I can tell you guys that it, if you're watching it, you should be able to tell that he is still Todd Gurley. His his style hasn't changed. His burst hasn't changed from last year. I I don't know. I'm I'm all out of words for this. Uh, we're still getting this stuff about Todd Gurley, and I just want to put it out there. I think he's fine. I've been saying this from the beginning, though. If you guys have listened to me for for a while. I've been saying, just stop worrying about Todd Gurley. The media is spinning it out of control, and I think that that's exactly what we saw. And then in week one, Todd Gurley, he didn't hit 100 yards rushing, but he got just below it. And that, like I said, that burst was there. There was a couple times where it looked like there was not necessarily confusion on the offensive line, but definitely some penetration by the defense to stop Gurley for a, a light run. But he was still able to find those holes and get moving. So I just want to, I just want to lay it out there. Blanket statement here. Everybody just relax on Todd Gurley, man. He's Todd Gurley. He's fine. He's still going to be doing Todd Gurley things. And that's really all we can ask for him. Uh, let's see here. Some transactions for you guys. Not a whole lot of news for you guys, but we'll get into the transactions. We've got the Rams, uh, with, uh, cornerback Dominique Hatfield, defensive end Trayvon Young, and center Aaron Neary all have been waived with an injury settlement. So they are no longer part of this Rams roster. And uh, they did get their, their injury settlements. So everything should be okay with them. Um, I, I would say I, I would say that Hatfield and Young have a decent chance of returning to the Rams. With the Rams signing another center, I don't think that Aaron Neary will necessarily be back. But he also had a really poor uh, preseason, so I wouldn't be surprised to not see him return. And I don't think it would really hurt anyone's feelings, except for Aaron's, if he did not return to the to the roster. So, But Hatfield, I think, is a guy that he could return. We could see him back in a Rams uniform at some point. Um, but I think, I, I think it's time we, we talk about this game. What do you guys think? So on Sunday, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. This game kicks off at 1.25 Los Angeles time. This game will be televised on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on the call. You know what that means. That means this game is the game of the week. And can you blame them for putting this as the game of the week? I mean, we've got the NFC Championship rematch going on. We played this this team three times last year. Once in the preseason, once in the regular season, once in the postseason. All of those at New Orleans. So we finally get them at our house, at the Coliseum. It's going to be some good stuff. If you guys want to make sure that you guys can watch this game, it is the game of the week. But we do have a very large area for the Bears and Broncos game that kicks off at the same time on Fox as well. And I know for me, I'm out in Colorado. There's no way the Rams and Saints are going to boot off 
the Broncos from local television. So uh, I'll, I mean, I go out for the games. I don't, I don't necessarily just watch at home. That's boring to watch at home, to, in my opinion. I think making an event out of it and going out somewhere, meeting up with some friends, is the way to do it. But uh, of course, that game's not going to be televised here, and there's a, a decently large area where this game will not be shown. So make sure you guys check out the, the distribution map. I posted it on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. Make sure you guys go there. You can find it pretty easy if you go to facebook.com slash ramsshowcase, all one word. And uh, you'll be able to see see the, the uploaded image there. And, uh, yeah, see if you're in the area. So the Rams are favored in this game by three points. The over-under sits at about 56. I've seen it changing, uh, but Rams have held steady as favorites by three. Of course, you get the three points because you're the home team, so it's looking pretty pretty, pretty even in this game. But if you're uh, looking at predictions, any picks, anything like that, you will notice that, maybe you'll notice, that a lot of people picking the Rams in this game uh, I don't. I don't think that that necessarily scares me or anything. I'm not a superstitious person, and because of that, some fans don't like me <laughs> because I talk about stuff like, like, hey, the Rams are pretty healthy, and then of course we get some injury reports this week. But um, you know what? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So last week the Rams, or the yeah, the Rams did beat the Panthers. We all know that one. It was a three-point win for the Rams, 30 to 27. The Saints. On Monday Night Football against the Texans, what a game, first of all. Holy moly, I was sitting there, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm not a fan of either of those teams. I didn't even care who won. I mean, I do, because of the Saints fans, I do I do not hate when the Saints lose, I'll say that, but I'm not, I don't necessarily root against them all the time. I just love football, so I'll watch any level. I don't even care. I watched Little League, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll watch all levels of football, it's just good stuff. Uh, but that game... Holy moly, that was an absolutely incredible game. I thought Deshaun Watson on that one drive, he had those, it was a two-play touchdown drive, and I was I was kind of sitting there stunned. I was like, man, I can't believe Watson just did that. But there was that little bit of, in the back of my mind, they left 50 seconds on the clock, and I was like, I think that's too much, because the Saints, all they needed uh, was a field goal. And then, of course, Drew Brees kind of did his thing and uh, put the put the Saints in position to win that game, so... Uh, it was, uh, Will Lutz did his best impression of Greg Zuerlein last week, kicking the 58-yard game-winning field goal at the Superdome, which is, a uh, Greg Zuerlein's staple, and a play that I know I will remember for the rest of my life, that field goal going through to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. But also, I gotta say, another Greg Zuerlein kick that I'll never forget is the overtime kick against the 49ers in St. Louis when there was, I think there was 20, he hit it with like 26 seconds left on the clock. And if he didn't hit it, it probably would have been the second tie against the the 49ers for the Rams that year. So real stoked he hit that one. Uh, but the Rams and Saints both, both coming off of wins. So both teams sit at one and oh, and I don't think that that's necessarily a surprise. These are two pretty strong teams. I do anticipate the Saints taking a step back. And I will say, yes, the Saints did beat the Texans. But I watched that entire game. The Texans were the better team. And unfortunately, Drew Brees was just the best player on the field. But the Texans were absolutely the better team, uh, which is interesting. You know, it, it, it is interesting. But the Rams now get the Saints at home. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's look at some history of this uh, series. We got the Rams lead the all-time series 42-34. to 34. Uh, So definitely can't ruin that record. 
in uh, this one game, but can improve upon it, which would be a really nice. The most recent game, I think we all remember this one, the NFC Championship. Uh, the LA Rams won that game 26-23 to off of the boot of Greg Zuerlein and a couple of wicked cl- clutch catches by Rams tight end Tyler Higby, who, if you guys listened to me last week, know that he got that extension so he's locked in for a, for a little while, too. Uh, Rams have been doing that, which is really good, but I'm not going to get into that right now. The first game between these two teams came on September 17th of 1967. The Rams did win that game 27-13. to And this game, of course, is a Rams home game. Rams at home versus the Saints, 22-16 and all time. I think it's a little bit interesting on that first matchup being in 1967. In September of 1967, both of my parents were just barely two months old at this point. Uh, weird fact, I'll just kind of throw this out there. My parents were born nine hours apart, but on different days in 1967 in July. So, uh, yeah, that's... My parents were very young at this <laughs> when the, the Rams and Saints first played. I'm sure some of you guys listening to me, maybe, uh, if you guys uh, are into the podcasts, I know my father is not, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys were around for this or not. Maybe you guys have have been around for the entire Rams Saints series, but I was born in 1991, so I have definitely not been around for all of these, but. I do know that we've had some really good games with the Saints, and even in the dark era of the Rams, uh, which was like basically 2005 to, I mean, pretty recently, <laughs> you know, but uh, even during that time when the Rams, I remember that year, the Rams went 2-14, and 14. That was it was after the year they went 3-13, and 13, and before the year they went 1-15, I remember, because it was like, well, we can't get much worse, but in that year when the Rams went 2-14, and 14, I do remember the Rams did beat the Browns, which was, I mean, it was fine. It was a win, but it was the Browns, so whatever. And then it was a couple weeks later that the Rams and Saints played, and the Saints were really, really strong, and the Rams kind of cleaned them up, which was really fun to watch. And I do remember that game because the Rams were in their throwback uniforms for that one, so I remember seeing those. I loved those jerseys. I've always loved those jerseys. And so, you know, when when the Rams get their new ones, that's going to be fun, but... Rams and Saints have played some really good games, and recently I would say it looks like the Rams kind of have, kind of have had the the Saints number a little bit, even when the Rams were really bad. Of course, the Rams did get or the Saints did get that regular season win last year on the uh, blown coverage that's being targeted at Marcus Peters, but John Johnson is the one that was supposed to be the deep safety, and he was not. He came up and bit on a route. So you guys can watch that play again. You can see John Johnson take that crossing route and leave Mike Thomas uh, screaming past him and Marcus Peters, who he was on him too. Yes, he got he got beat on the play, but I think we do need to throw a little bit of blame towards John Johnson. But I will say this, none of that matters anymore. It is over. And we just got Rams and Saints week two. And it's the NFC Championship rematch. You guys know all the storylines. I I, I want to go into them, but I, I also like don't want to be repetitive here because you know the Saints fans have been ridiculous. That's what that's what I'll say. I'll say it. they've been ridiculous. And you know, with the, even with the whole offseason taking the NFL to court, you know, as, which I don't even know what their end game was. I don't know what they were trying to do. But of course, that did get dropped. I don't know if I even announced that 
the, the court case, Louisiana Supreme Court threw that case out and said that, you know, you bought a ticket to witness a sporting event. And that is exactly what happened. You got what you paid for. You got entrance into a venue during a game. That was what you paid for. Uh, so it has nothing to do. They said basically legally they have they have no control over what the referees do or do not do, I guess, in this case. Uh, so yeah, that got, that got thrown out, but the storylines are big. I mean, this was an NFC championship game just last year, the Saints and Rams. That was a big, big game. Uh, a lot of people think that the Rams were undeserving to go to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if that is, if that had anything to do with the Rams only scoring three points. I don't think so. I just think that Bill Belichick is that good at game planning. And, you know, and then we got, and you know, got the, I think we ain't done yet. I, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. The Rams and Saints in just these last couple of years has been a really, really fun game to watch. And I know this one's going to deliver that as well. I'm, I'm in, I am anticipating a pretty close game in this one. Uh, so a couple of players to watch in this one. I'm going to see Jared Goff kind of do a little bit more. He looked a little bit, not, I don't want to say shaky or anything, but he looked a little bit, a little bit stiff, I guess, is the is the right way to to explain. So I want to see Jared Goff in this one. I want to see him relax a little bit and hit those open guys. There was a couple times where he just missed a guy that was open, and then uh, on the interception that he threw, I know that there was there was an under route that he kind of, that, that he had open, but he forced it deep, and that happened a couple of times. As I was watching the game, I kind of noticed that he was going for the deeper routes when there was a guy open that was underneath. So hopefully, I mean, Jared Goff and, and Sean McVay, they are smart enough. They're seeing this stuff too. If we are seeing this stuff, they're looking at it in tape all week long. So I think that Jared Goff is absolutely talented enough to make those adjustments and, and, and kind of calm himself down a little bit and hit the open guys. I mean, we have really, really good receivers. If you look at, you know, the top four wide receivers, that's Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds. And then we have two really, really strong tight ends it, with Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. And then, of course, we have the weapons out of the backfield. Todd Gurley can catch, Malcolm Brown can catch, and we're all pretty sure that Daryl Richardson can catch, even though he only got one touch uh, last in, uh, in, in week one. He had one rush for zero yards. But we're pretty confident that he can also catch some footballs. So Jared Goff really has no excuses. He's got an extremely quarterback-friendly offense and plenty of weapons behind an awesome offensive line. He should be able to put up 300 passing yards every game. And if he does not, then, you know, he's, I mean, maybe we would win in other ways. But he should be able to throw for 300 uh, yards in every single game. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a, a big leap I don't think that that's insane to say at all that 300 yards should be where Jared Goff sits per game with this offense, with these weapons and his skill set. I'll, I'll throw that one in there too. And his skill set, he's good enough to do that. And we've seen it plenty of times. But if you guys remember uh, last year, early season, the Rams did. I mean, the Rams won that game last week, but they didn't necessarily dominate that game. Uh, the Rams did dominate week week one in the second half where they shut out the, the Raiders and, and uh, what was the scored 20 points to zero in the second half because you know, the Rams were down 13, 10 and halftime for that one. So the Rams did come out stronger this this year, at least in the week one game uh, last year. What was the week two game last year? I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was either the Cardinals or the Chargers. I want to say Chargers was week three, though. So, um, 
If it was the Cardinals, then the Rams looked really good in week two because the Rams have looked extremely strong against the 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 Cardinals in the last couple of years. Under McVay, McVay has just beat the living crap out of the Cardinals. It's been fun to watch. I'll be honest with you guys. And I know some of you guys live out in Arizona. And you can't lie to me because I can see where you live. Every time you listen to me, I can see where you live. <laughs> but not like where you live. But I can see where you live. I can tell the state and city. I know that much. <laughs> But, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here. Oh, three to see. Okay, so I had Jared Goff already. I didn't even write these down. I'm free. I'm freestyling these ones right now. So, uh, three to see. Let's go with Aaron Donald. Okay, so Aaron Donald, he did not necessarily light up the stat sheet last, last week in week one. But I personally shared a couple of things that I thought were interesting. And there was one play where he had three guys blocking him. And... It was kind of like, I just posted it, and I was like, it really is that serious, though. Like, you really do have to do that to Jared Goff in order to, or to Aaron Donald, excuse me, in order to stop him. Like, he, he, it, it worked. We know, we know now that it worked if you have three and two guys blocking him the entire game. But, I mean, he is only human. Like, he's basically not human, but he is still just a guy. And if you put two or three guys on him, he's going to have a hard time getting to the quarterback. But the only problem with that is, that's supposed to free up other guys, and that's not being done. And two of those guys showed up on the injury report. Clay Matthews and Michael Brockers both did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Uh, but of course, the Thursday and Friday injury reports, I'm recording this before those are available, so I don't know yet. But uh, so they did appear on, on the on the injury report, but the one guy that did take advantage of, of Aaron Donald's attention that he got from the Cardinals or the Panthers offense, excuse me, uh, he, Fowler capitalized. I mean, there was one play where Aaron Donald was getting double teamed and then Dante Fowler swept around, came inside on the, on the stunt and got to cam and, and took him down. So, uh, so some guys are taking advantage. Dante Fowler is that guy right now, but can Clay Matthews take advantage? Can, uh, can Michael Brockers take advantage? You know, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. So that's what I'm going to look at. Not just Aaron Donald, but also that front in rushing. Because if you look at last year's success, a lot of that had to do with forcing Drew Brees to get rid of the ball really quickly. And that did come from the pressure that they put on him. So if if the Rams are able to generate pressure, we should be able to to kind of handle that offense and then on our offensive side, we just need to be able to to keep working that ball down the field. My last one here, uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Peters. And I'm going to say Marcus Peters is my last of the three to see because uh, because Marcus Peters, man, he's a trash talker. And he is the one that gave us the lines of you know him saying that he's going to enjoy a nice big old bowl of gumbo with Sean Payton in the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened. And then he had the famous, I think we ain't done yet. And that's my favorite thing probably in like the history of the Rams. And then of course, I mean, last year, week one had that uh, awesome celebration that I still, <laughs> that I still like. I, we watched that live and the second that happened, I was like, that's my favorite play of the year. I don't even care. Like <laughs> it's a, it's a week one. I don't even care what happens. That was my favorite play. I love it. No, but I'm a big Marcus Peters fan as well. I know not everybody is. Uh, a lot of people don't like his attitude and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, Marcus Peters, I think is in a good position here to, to kind of make up for some stuff and mainly make up for that play. We did already discuss it though, that I think uh, some of that blame needs to go on to John Johnson as well, but he also knows that he's actually the one that pointed that out to me 
is uh, he was the one that said that that he he was he jumped up on the route and he should have been back at least to maybe tackle. I mean, not just let him just score and then do Joe Horn's celebration in the end zone with the cell phone. No, but those are going to be my three to see. You got Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, and Marcus Peters. Uh, the ref for this game, I forgot to mention this, is going to be Walt Anderson. So it's not going to be the same ref from last year, which I really was hoping for. I'll be honest. I was I was kind of hoping that it would be, be the same ref. What was his name? Bill something. I can't remember. I try to not remember every ref's name. I try to not to be too insane. But we're getting there. Walt Anderson for this one. Plenty of experience. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up with a Joe Stradamus pick. We've got a pretty short show for you guys tonight. Uh, It's kind of interesting. I just want to point this out. It is interesting because all offseason, all we have is news. And it's like, well, I don't have a game preview. So some of the shows run short uh, because there's no game preview. I don't have anything to talk about in that regard. And then all during the, the season... It's all game preview, and there's really not that much news to talk about. If the Hall of Fame nominees didn't come out today, then we basically only had the the injury settlement players that were waived. Because I decided to add Eric Weddle into that. He could have been in the game preview. That's all just behind-the-scenes stuff, I guess, for you guys. Um, but our Joe Stradamus pick for this week, uh, I'm going to say that Rams cornerback Marcus Peters picks off Drew Brees to clinch the game and end it and send the fans in the Coliseum, just send them off the rails and just have them go absolutely insane. And uh, that's my pick. That's my Joe Stradamus pick. My Joe Stradamus pick also, uh, my, <laughs> my sidebar Joe Stradamus pick, is that we're going to see way too many fights at the Coliseum this time. I think that the 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 tempers that are that have been flaring all offseason since that NFC championship game between Rams fans and Saints fans there's gonna be Saints fans there and I think we're gonna see some fights I hate them I'll be completely honest with you guys I think the fights make us look look pathetic I think that they make us look bad I I do not like the fights in the stands at the Coliseum and we see videos of it almost every single home game so of course this one is a a a big risk for plenty of anger in those stands. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully the Rams just win and we can all keep our cool. And instead of being, you know, aggressive towards the other fans, just like clap really close to their face or something. That's kind of what, that's what I do. I mean, I, I'm a trash talker when I'm at games up in Denver and stuff. Uh, we, the Rams scored a touchdown last year in Denver and I, I, I'm standing up and clapping and stuff. And, and there's people like yelling at me and just take shots back. I didn't have to punch anybody or be punched mainly because the Rams won. And that was the biggest, like, that's the biggest way to give a middle finger. Somebody's like, well, at least we won. I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, we got that going for us. Uh, that is it though. That is all for me. Pretty short for you guys. You guys can get on with the rest of your lives now that you guys are done listening to share Joe bags. Uh, but that is it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can be my friend too. That's fine with me. My name is Joe Branham. And you can follow me. That's you can be my friend and stuff. That's totally fine. Uh, but don't be weird. All right, I got a lot of weirdos on my Facebook now, and you know, some people call me and <laughs> they try to video chat all the time and stuff. There's a couple people I'll deal with, but those are my friends. 
Not everybody, alright? Not everybody. Uh, but that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.